0: Are so many amazing perks of being sober. And one of my favorites is that sobriety allows us to take self-care to the next level. And it gives us such a sense of confidence. There's really nothing like feeling confident in your own skin. That's why I'm so excited to tell you about today's sponsor one skin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best. I've told you about how, when I got sober, one of my favorite things was starting a skincare routine because that was not something I ever prioritized before, but let's be honest, knowing what the best skincare routine is can be a little overwhelming. That's why I'm excited about OneSkin. There's no complicated routine, no multiple step protocols, just simple scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code happiest at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code happiest. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support my show and tell them I sent you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in our lives. And when we get sober, they can almost feel magnified at first because we're adjusting to feeling all our feelings again, rather than using alcohol to numb them. I was honestly really surprised when I got sober at how many emotions came up for me. I remember literally saying, I have so many feelings right now. And it felt really overwhelming having to feel them all. But the great thing about that is that it gave me the clarity and awareness that I had some things to work through, like people pleasing and like my own self-talk. That's where therapy can be so helpful because it's a safe space to get things off your chest and begin to work through what's been weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. What I really love about BetterHelp is that it's entirely online. All you have to do is fill out a questionnaire, and you'll be matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists anytime with no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/happiest today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp hel happiest Hey everyone, I hope that you've all been having an amazing week, an amazing summer so far. We are, oh my god, like well into July now, almost halfway through July, which is absolutely insane. I have honestly been having the busiest summer slash just the busiest past few months of my entire life, um, but like all very good, fun things. But very, very go go go. Um, I am looking forward to hopefully having a little bit more balance soon because I haven't had much of the, that lately. Um, but it's all been it's all been good things. So I'm kind of just trying to ride the wave of it. But I hope that you're all having an amazing summer so far. I hope you're enjoying. I hope that you're. Taking advantage of being hangover free in the summertime. Um, I am okay. I'm really excited for today's episode because I'm answering your questions today. And a little backstory I actually put this question box up on my story. Oh my God probably like a good few months ago by this point I, I put a question box up on my Instagram story and said I'm going to do a and a episode of the podcast like ask me ask me anything here um, and I recorded that episode that week and I had long story short I had a bunch of sound issues with it I was listening back I didn't want you to have to listen to something <laughs> to an annoying sound uh, through the whole episode so I decided to re-record it um, so it's coming at you a little bit late uh, because I I took a little bit before I was able to re-record it, but I love doing Q&As. I think they're really fun, so I'm excited to um, finally be doing this episode. So I'm sorry if you were someone who asked a question. I'm sorry that it's coming at you a little bit later than I expected, but I'm super excited to finally um, get this one out. So with that being said, let's just uh, hop into it. So the first question I have here is, how do you deal if someone gives you free drinks? I get this at restaurants or traveling solo. Okay, First of all, I just want to say um, that it's a really, really cool and badass move that you travel solo and go out to dinner solo. So um, good on you for that. I think that's so cool. Um, I think that this is one of those things that you just get more and more comfortable with over time. I went out with my sister a few months ago and a guy at the bar bought us a round of shots. And... I feel like if this was earlier in my sobriety, I would have felt probably a lot more like uncomfortable and awkward. Um, Whereas now I'm just at a point where I was able to be like, you get two because I don't drink. Um, But I think that the key for this is that if you know right now for you that you go out on your own solo or go traveling solo and that this is a situation that comes up for you that maybe still feels a little bit challenging, I always, always, always think that preparation is key for these situations so just getting very clear before you go On what you want to say. So spend some time if you know you have a solo trip coming up or you're going out for dinner and you know this is a situation that comes up sometimes, just decide before. Like, think about it. Think about a response that makes you feel the most comfortable, the most confident, Um, even like practice it in your head beforehand. I think that the hardest part is just being put on the spot and then being in the moment and then you're caught feeling kind of like flustered and awkward of like, oh my God, what do I say? I think that's the stressful part. So I think that if you already have your kind of like answer are locked and loaded um it kind of takes away a lot of that stress so that's what I would say is just like there is no right or wrong of how to respond there's only the way that feels right for you and if you get clear on what that is before you're in the situation um then it'll kind of take that take that stress off and it is something that just gets so much easier as time goes on okay next question is it normal to think you should be drinking even if you have stopped oh my god This is so, so, so normal because we live in a world that is very obsessed with alcohol. Um, It's kind of just the norm. It's the status quo to be a person who drinks. It's sort of just what is expected of us as adults. Um, So I think it's completely normal to feel like it's something you should be doing. Um, And I also feel like that feeling of like I should be drinking is often coming from a place of I think it's coming from two places. I think, number one, it's coming from a place of, like, I should be able to drink. Like, there's maybe something flawed within me that has made me unable to drink, quote unquote, normally. Um, So to that, I say, I think that's something that a lot of us feel sometimes. They're like, oh my god, what's wrong with me that I wasn't able to figure this whole thing out, that I wasn't able to figure out moderation. Um, And it's okay to feel that way because that is kind of, like, what we're taught is that there are, like problem drinkers and normal drinkers and it's sort of on you. So I for me it just really helped to educate myself on the fact that alcohol is an addictive substance, point blank it is and that it's a toxic substance and just to keep coming back to like there's nothing wrong with you if you can't figure out how to drink this substance normally like um, it's a really tricky substance for a lot of us to be able to moderate um, and just because it's it feels sometimes like the whole rest of the world drinks or has this whole thing figured out it doesn't mean that it's something that you should be doing because obviously, it wasn't working for you anymore. Otherwise, you never would have stopped. Um, And that's kind of my second point is that I feel like this I should be drinking often comes from a place of self-doubt, of like doubting our decision of doubting that kind of thought of like, was it really that bad? Maybe, maybe I could figure this out. Once we get a bit of time, it's really easy to look back and romanticize it a little bit and, and question our own decision. And for me, whenever I had those feelings, I would always, always, always just come back to, if it wasn't that bad, I never would have stopped. Because it's true, our whole world, it feels like, and obviously this isn't true in the sober movement is absolutely growing, which I love, but sometimes it can feel like we're really in the minority um, and like the whole rest of the world kind of drinks. So if alcohol wasn't really 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 having a negative impact on me I never would have stopped because it is sort of a drastic thing to do it's a huge change to make in our lives it's a hard change to make in our lives and I always just remember that if alcohol wasn't really really wrecking me which it totally was I never would have gotten to the place where I wanted to stop so that's what I would say to that to answer the question is it normal to think you should be drinking absolutely I think it's so normal because it's what it's what we're taught it's what the kind of world does it's the norm Um, but to just keep coming back to your own knowing like you know why you're here it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about your decision it doesn't matter if they think you had a problem or if your drinking was okay because you're the only one living through your own experience Um, and I think that especially in like that first kind of year because I think for me, I noticed like I would feel really solid while in my first few attempts, even in the first like few weeks, I would feel so solid in it. And then even just that amount of space would make me question it sometimes once I had a little bit of distance from my last hangover. So I think it's really important to just really, really, really stay rooted in your own truth your own why your own knowing about how alcohol was impacting you and um, why you're doing this okay next question how slash what made you start your social media journey with happy as sober okay so I stumbled upon sober instagram um a few months maybe I think yeah a few months before I kind of started my sober journey and it was such a game changer for me it was first of all it was the first time that I ever heard um alcohol and sobriety being talked about in a different way than sort of just like the AA model that I'd grown up hearing about um and it really opened my mind up you know hearing things like um Uh, problematic drinking exists on more of a spectrum Um, and like it just for me it really made things click and things like it it allowed me to learn things that sort of solidified my decision to get sober Um, and then I just found sober accounts so helpful and so comforting there were so many um, mornings where I'd be hung over and like in a shame spiral and then I would go scroll sober Instagram and I would feel like oh my god like they're doing this and especially people who would be like out like you know out at a bar out being social and not drinking um, it really inspired me and made me feel like it was something I could do um, and even like in my early sobriety I remember so, like locking myself in my room and scrolling sober Instagram when I was having like a um, challenging moment so The big kind of number one reason for me to join was that I loved the idea of being able to be that for somebody else, like being able to help somebody else the way that the Sober accounts that I followed in the beginning really helped me. Um, And then also it was honestly a cool just like outlet for me to share my journey. Like it was like when I scroll back to my early posts, I joined Sober Instagram um, in my very first month of being so I wasn't even a month yet when I joined um, and so it was just kind of a place for me to just be able to talk about where I was at it was kind of used as like a bit of a journal to document things um, and that was really helpful uh, I got sober during the pandemic so it was a bit of an isolating time um, to, to say the least so it was a good little way to find connection as well and um, So yeah, those were kind of the main reasons. But then the other cool thing that has come out of it that I didn't quite anticipate um, when I made my account was that it ended up being my greatest accountability tool. Like it was such an accountability tool to show up um, on Instagram every day in the sober community. Um, And then also just the connections that have come out of it. I, I just never would have imagined the amazing connections that have, come from my account um so I'm oh my gosh best thing I've done and I'm so grateful but yeah those that was kind of the the main reasons that I that I started sharing online Okay next question. Navigating a night out in the early stages. Okay so again I like I just said I got sober uh, during the pandemic. It was um, late 2020 so I wasn't able to even if I wanted to I wasn't able to really go out in the early stages although at that time I was doing weekly we called them weekly sisters' nights with my sisters where we would get together just at their apartment um, and, and yeah, have drinks. And so that was – those were my challenging nights a lot of the time because uh, up until then, it was that, – that was like when I would drink and get drunk with them. Um, but so for navigating a night out, I would say – First of all, I think it's really important to get very centered before the night out. So really, really, really reflect on your why before you even go out. Play the tape forward before you go out. Really spend some time reflecting on how do I want to feel tomorrow? Why don't I want to drink like how, how good am I going to feel getting home at the end of this night and like g- doing my bedtime routine, taking off my makeup, getting into bed sober, waking up without any regrets, without any embarrassing moments, without any anxiety about what happened last night. Like really spend time playing the tape forward before you even go out. Um, I also think that If you're in the very early stages, I always think it's a really good accountability tool to let your friends know in advance that you're not drinking, Um, just like even if it's just like one friend who you trust to be a sort of accountability buddy for you um for the accountability and then also just I I always found that like I always found it more stressful to say in the moment oh I'm not drinking than to just let people know in advance and then I can go into the night knowing that they already know I'm not going to be put on the spot I'm not going to have to navigate a conversation right now because I've already told them um I think that's really helpful I think also um so 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 important is keeping a freaking drink in your hand all night even if it's a water or just like a soda water with lime um it's it it's so helpful to just like, especially if it's early days and you're still maybe feeling a little bit awkward in social situations without like the social lubricant of alcohol. Um, it's just like can can help to just have something in your hand, something to sip on as the night goes on. And then also people are less likely to offer you a drink if you already have one. Um, so I think that's so important. And if you're into alcohol-free drinks, mocktails, like order yourself something fun um, to, feel feel a little bit more included. Um, I always love doing that. I think the other thing I would say too is that to remember that as the night goes on and as people are drinking and getting a little bit drunk, like they're not... Paying attention to what you're doing. I think it's easy when we're going out sober in the beginning to be really in our heads because we used to rely on alcohol to get us out of our heads and to like let loose and feel comfortable and not care what people think. And it really helps me to remember that once people are drinking, they're drunk, they're out of it, they're not paying attention to me. So, it's easier for me to just say screw it drop my inhibitions let loose too and like I don't have to care what they think or it or if they're noticing anything because they're probably drunk they're maybe not even gonna remember Um, I find sometimes that when other people get drunk around me it's easier to just like also relax but it's a cool feeling because then you are doing it without the booze Um, and they they're drinking to get that feeling and we can just like use it as practice to kind of let loose and not need alcohol to do that, which is a pretty, um, yeah, a pretty cool feeling. Another thing that I always find to be a helpful reminder as well about sober nights out is that you might feel some FOMO in the beginning of the night when people initially start drinking, um, but it really helps me to remember that any feelings of FOMO are going to be felt when they're having their first drink or two because that's like the part of the night that always kind of felt the most exciting but if you can just let yourself sit with that FOMO sit with maybe those feelings of feeling maybe a little bit sad and left out and wishing you were a part of that if you can just hang in there through those feelings that FOMO will turn to JOMO because then probably you're gonna watch them get past that initial buzz and get to the stage of being you know drunk and then For me, watching people get really drunk always makes me feel really, really, really grateful to be sober. Um, So just to remember that if those feelings come up, you can hang in there through them and that sober joy will come. If it doesn't come tonight, it will absolutely come in the morning um and some other just kind of like accountability tools as well to get through a night is to if you can to drive yourself so that you have to drive yourself home at the end of the night you could even make a plan for the morning time that you're excited about um to kind of keep you accountable as well um And then lastly, I would just say again, um, that sort of preparation in advance. So if you let people know in advance that you're not going to be drinking, but if you're going to like a party where you're going to be mingling, mingling with people to just get in your head in advance, what you're going to say, if they ask you why you're not drinking, um, just so that you don't feel put on the spot in the moment. And also of course, go home when you want to go home. Do not feel obligated to stay till the end. Do not feel obligated to stay past the point that you're comfortable with. Um, You don't owe anybody anything. You do not owe them your fun, party, drunk self. Um, You absolutely can honor your own needs. And when you're done, you can go home um, and try to let go of any guilt about that, which I've shared is something I definitely struggled with in my early days. But your sobriety and your sanity comes first. So go home when you're done with the night. But yeah, it's totally something that the more you do it, the easier it's going to get. It's okay to feel a little bit awkward at first. Um, That doesn't mean it's always going to feel that way. It's just like an adjustment period of learning to get comfortable socially again without booze. Um, But the fun thing about that is that that's how you develop real, like genuine confidence because you're not relying on alcohol for it anymore. So if it feels awkward and that feels frustrating to you, like, oh my god, this used to be so much easier, just think of it as like this discomfort right now is just the growth process towards like becoming a much more confident person and like that's it's just like sober confidence like you you can't bottle it so um it's worth it's worth hanging in there through any (laughs) any uncomfortable points in the beginning um okay next question when does being sober get easier i'm 71 days and experiencing mixed emotions Okay, so first of all, huge congrats to you on 71 days. Um, This question is obviously a few months old now, so it's probably further along by now. Um, But regardless, 71 days is a huge accomplishment. Um, It's hard to pinpoint exactly when sobriety gets easier because obviously everybody's different and it's not necessarily a linear process. Um, I found that it was more so that the slowly over time the good days started to outweigh the hard days and that doesn't mean I stopped having hard days it's just that the hard days got like further like fewer and further between as time went on um, and I think that's a helpful way to think of it as well is that like if you have a hard day it doesn't mean that you're regressing at all it's just that um, progress isn't linear and you're still you're still making progress even if you're having a hard day um I do think that like I think I noticed a shift once I hit like even the six month mark, or maybe the nine month mark. Um, it's, I, I think my mindset kind of changed around that time. Um, but what I do want to say is that because you said you're experiencing mixed emotions, and I can really relate to where once I hit four months, and I remember that it was four months because I wrote a post about it at that time. Um, when I hit four months, I hit what felt like this sort of slump in my sobriety because I think maybe up until then I was experiencing a little bit of a pink cloud. And I think that once I hit that point, I, I kind of, the pink cloud kind of passed, and I was feeling like, I wasn't excited about sobriety in the same way anymore, but at the same time, I'd made it that far and I was pretty clear on the fact that, like, there was no turning back. Like, I knew I didn't want to go back, but I wasn't excited about sobriety anymore. And I felt like in this sort of, like, almost stuck in this sort of limbo. Um, And I think it's helpful to remember if you are feeling that way that just like life kind of goes up and down, sobriety is going to feel the same way. And so, just because you're maybe experiencing mixed emotions about it right now, or maybe you don't feel as excited about it right now. It doesn't mean it's going to feel that way forever. It's all just a process, especially in those first few months. It's all just this adjustment process. Um, So it doesn't mean like we don't have to feel great about it all the time. We don't have to feel excited about it all the time. Um, And I think that what really helped me is that a just knowing that that will pass, you can hang in there through those through those feelings, even if it feels a little bit shaky right now. Um, And what I have always been able to fall back on is in those moments where I've experienced mixed emotions or I've maybe felt less motivated or excited about sobriety and maybe romanticized drinking a little bit what helps me is to think to myself like I don't have to feel excited about sobriety necessarily but what I can get very very grounded in is knowing that I do not want to go back to where I was so let go of needing to feel any type of way about your sobriety if you're in that space and just think to yourself like where was I when I made this decision because usually it comes from a place of like alcohol is making us suffer. It's bringing us to some lows. That's why um, that's why we made this change and so it helps for me to frame it that way of like the me that was living through my drinking days really wanted to not be in that place anymore so I don't want to bring myself back to a place that I was like desperate to be free from when I was in it Um, so if you can't connect to feeling great about sobriety then connect to the truth about I don't want to go back to that place um, because obviously I, I did this for very valid reasons. Um, so stay grounded in that truth in the fact that there's no going back. there's nothing back there for you otherwise you wouldn't be here um, and let that be your source of motivation um, while you're in this space. And again, it's just going to go up and down um, so this these feelings won't last forever. Next question, dealing with replacement habits after quitting alcohol, i.e. binge eating, TV, etc okay my thoughts on this I really really strongly believe that early sobriety is a time to be so incredibly gentle with ourselves so easy on ourselves I really feel like as long as it's not a harmful habit I really think it's okay um, to lean on a replacement habit for a little bit in the beginning you know so for example eating like sugar is a big one and a lot of people I get a lot of people asking me about oh my gosh when are the sugar cravings gonna go away I'm feeling concerned about it and I my answer is always the same I just think we're already doing something so, so hard by quitting drinking that we don't need to add more stress onto ourselves by imposing guilt on ourselves about what we're eating or about watching too much TV. Um, I think that we're if you're not drinking, you are doing enough Um, I think it's, yeah, it's totally just a time to be really, really, really easy on ourselves. Um, And it doesn't mean that we have to lean into those habits forever. Um, I think it's something that as more time goes on, if you want to address it and make a change there, then you can. But I really think like if it's something that gets you through the day without drinking and it's not something that's actively harmful, I really don't think that there's anything wrong with that. Um, And I really do think as well that like, it is sort of a replacement for drinking, but once you adjust to not drinking, I think that those tendencies usually calm down. So for instance, when I first got sober, I absolutely had to pour myself an alcohol-free drink in a wine glass at 5 p.m. Like when I logged off work for the day, that was normally when I was having a glass of wine. And it was a need. Like I had to grab a fancy wine glass. I would pour a seltzer or an alcohol-free wine or kombucha or whatever in it. And it was something that I felt like I had to do because – it was such this like void. Alcohol left such this void in my life at that time um, that I had to fill it with that and so it really did like it brought me comfort to kind of replace that ritual Um, and then as time went on, I don't know when this change happened, but eventually that stopped being something that I needed to do and now I don't really actually think about it like maybe in the evening I'll grab a sparkling water out of my fridge but it's not something that I have to do anymore to replace like that void of alcohol so I think be really easy with yourself about it if you're in the early days um, just remember that you're just in the process of adjusting to this and if you need to lean on some things that are making it easier for yourself right now um, then I absolutely don't think that there's anything wrong with that and again, that's as long as we're not just replacing it with another really harmful habit. Um, but if it's just something like, you know, TV or eating more food or whatever it is, if it's something like that, I really believe just focus on not drinking and the rest of it you can you can deal with a little bit down the line. Okay, next question. What made you choose to stop drinking? It was a lot of things for sure but for me the main main thing was the anxiety like the intense intense anxiety that alcohol caused me the next day it just got to a level where I just could not cope with it anymore and that was always 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 present for me from the very first time I got drunk the next day I experienced that anxiety and it definitely just got worse over the years but it was just something that I would wake up in the morning after drinking I felt panicked I would immediately I would like grab my phone first thing I would scroll into panic who did I text what did I say what did I do I would ask my sisters like did I do anything bad last night did I embarrass myself is anyone mad at me and even if they reassured me that no you were fine it didn't calm me down like I I still I I, I didn't really believe it or I just I've would feel so much shame it was just the worst feeling but for years and for a decade it felt really worth it because I loved to drink um so it the the anxiety was the last straw but I always knew in my gut that my drinking was problematic like I knew that I liked to drink too much I knew that I often got way too drunk and would be embarrassed about it and it was something that like I was always down to drink and the more time went on the more it was just kind of what I looked forward to Um, and things that used to be fun on their own now became fun because I would be like "Ooh, let's drink and do that and like rather than the thing I was doing being the fun thing that I looked forward to it was like the drinks that I looked forward to and I hated that like it, it, I knew that it wasn't good how much I loved drinking and how much I looked forward to it and I just knew that like if I continued it just it wasn't heading anywhere good I didn't ever have really any consequences of my drinking my drinking looked pretty pretty okay from the outside I never hit a rock bottom I was a good natured drunk but it was just all the internal stuff where it was how alcohol made me feel the next day and how I knew in my gut that like my relationship with it was not a good thing um so yeah that was what made me decide to stop um how have you successfully not drink alcohol it it's been a, a lot of things a lot of uh tools that has helped me so number 1 is i have such an amazing support in my mom my mom is you know if you if you've listened to this podcast even once then you know that my mom is sober um so she was was and is my biggest support system and in the early days i would call her and talk to her about sobriety every day um, that was just such a huge 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 part of what helped me stay sober was having that support in her Um, I also joined a virtual support group in the beginning Um, that was helpful I read a ton of quitlet that really really helped me reading books about sobriety um, sober Instagram like I said has been such a huge accountability tool that has really helped me Um, and I think the biggest thing really for how I've successfully not Drank alcohol has just been like staying really connected to my why and staying connected to the truth of it because your brain is going to play tricks on you it's going to tell you it wasn't that bad it's going to make you miss drinking and for me just like playing the tape forward and even when I have those sad feelings of missing alcohol missing the feeling of being buzzed or missing missing the excitement for drinking missing going out drinking with people and how exciting that used to feel I just always have to come back to reminding myself that like yes that was fun for me for a time in my life but that the consequences outweighed that and that no amount of fun was worth how much alcohol made me suffer and knowing that I don't want to feel that way ever again and knowing that like there's that's the trade-off like I can't have the good parts without the bad that's not truth. The, the the part of my brain that is romanticizing it, when I have that thought, then I owe myself the full picture, the full truth. If I want that, then I have to also deal with these consequences and I'm not willing to do that anymore. Um, I don't know why that just made me emotional. But I think also um, just as time has gone on, like in the beginning, I don't know why this makes me emotional right now. In the beginning, it was the bad parts of drinking that kept me from drinking like in the beginning of my sobriety it was I can't keep suffering I can't keep feeling this way like I just have to stop for that reason but as time has gone on it's been how much better my life has gotten because of sobriety it's been Oh my God! Just all the connections that I've made. How much my life has changed, and that has kept me from. That's what keeps me from drinking now. Um, is just how much it's improved my life. How proud I am of the change that I've made. Like all the incredible connections. Like the people in my in my group, the happiest sober hub. The people in my group. They're they're a huge why for me now. Is those people. Like it's it's the community. It's just like how much better sobriety has made my life. So in the beginning, it was stay connected to the bad stuff and now it's just like there's no way I would ever want to give up everything sobriety has given me. Um, okay, <laughs> this is a perfect light question now. Nothing is off limits. So iced or hot and yes, I mean coffee. <laughs> this question is from um, a, a long time someone who's who I've been connected with on Instagram for a long time who always comes through with uh with the funny funny comments and funny questions okay um this is what I say I obviously loved love both iced and hot coffee the way that I differentiate is that hot coffee is a need and iced coffee is a want (laughs) I love a nice coffee, and it feels like a little treat that I'll crave. Whereas, like, I need a hot coffee immediately when I wake up. Um, so it's it's got to be the hot coffee. But I love them both, and they both serve their very important uh, purposes. Okay, next question: dealing with urges to drink. So for me, and I've said this a couple times now, but the biggest biggest tool for me whenever I felt really tempted to drink is always been to play the tape forward because for me my biggest why is how alcohol made me feel the next day um, and so whenever I was having those moments of feeling really tempted to drink I would just have to talk myself through it and think to myself okay you really want to drink right now maybe you'll feel some immediate relief from it but how am I gonna feel tomorrow how's the night gonna turn out how am I gonna feel tomorrow um, I just had to really 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 play that tape forward, focus on how much I knew it would make me suffer and just remind myself that like, I do not want to feel that way again. It's not going to be worth it. Um, That was such a big one for me. I think also, um, I think like they say, and I don't know if this is true, but I've heard that cravings scientifically last for 20 minutes. So even just setting a timer for yourself, a 20-minute timer on your phone and say, I'm just not going to drink for the next 20 minutes. I just have to do these 20 minutes right now um, and just take it off the table. Um, Something that also really helped me in those early days and I've talked about this before but just coming back to I can survive my own discomfort and I've I've said this so many times but it really was this like light bulb moment for me in my early days when I would get two three weeks and then really really want to drink and then drink and then get two three weeks and then really really want to drink and then drink and it just it just clicked like I am going to To if I want to stay sober, I'm gonna have to be willing to sit with that feeling of really, really wanting a drink and not having one, and it's gonna suck and it's gonna be uncomfortable and I'm gonna hate it, but I just have to do it um, because the the only way through it is through it, right? So just even reminding yourself of that, that like even if you have this intense urge to drink and you really want to have a drink, that like you can survive that feeling. It will always pass, and then you get to feel so grateful and so proud of yourself after. Um, And I think also another thing is like accountability and community and even distraction sometimes. So if you're feeling the urge to drink, like reach out to a sober friend. If you have anyone who is a sort of like support or an accountability partner in your life, whether or not they themselves are sober, um, reaching out to somebody Letting them talk you through it, um, or just even talking, <laughs> venting to them, um, talking to someone—it's—it's—it can be so so helpful to just have that some support from someone else. Um, and then if you need to distract yourself, distract yourself. If you need to say, "Screw this! I really want a glass of wine, so I'm gonna have this ice cream instead." Have the ice cream. If you need to get out of the house, go for a walk, take a bath, go do yoga, go pour an alcohol-free drink into a fancy glass, cook yourself something. Um, what else listen to a podcast listen to music go for a drive and blast music like literally anything you can do in that moment other than drink like whatever you have to do in that moment to not drink to just do it um, but yeah just to keep coming back to like those urges to drink are gonna come up they're gonna suck but they're not going to last forever and that you can survive them and then the more you do that, the more you get to prove to yourself that you can survive them and then that's such a rewarding feeling and then the stronger you get, the more confident you get. It's like you get to prove to yourself that you can do it so then the next time it comes up, you know that you've survived it once, you can survive it again Um, and that yeah, it's just like the most rewarding feeling afterwards. Okay, Um, as the weather gets nicer and outdoor happy hours begin, what is a good mocktail? Okay, I really, really, really love a virgin Moscow mule. So just I think it's literally just ginger beer with um, lime. I think that's all it is um but I I really love a virgin moscow mule it because like well I love ginger beer but it also kind of has like a nice kick to it it kind of burns a little bit um I really love that and then I really love just like anything anything fruity I'll be happy with um but yeah that's kind of that's my that's my top recommendation is like most places will be able to do a virgin moscow mule for you as long as they have ginger beer um they can always make a virgin version of it and then it comes in a cute um, glass. And yeah, that's that's a favorite for me for sure. Um, and to always remember like if you're out at a happy hour that if they don't have um, alcohol-free drinks on the menu but they have cocktails, if a bar serves cocktails, they have the ingredients to make you a mocktail. So if they don't have them on the menu, ask what kind of mocktails they have or I always just say, can you please just ask the bartender to wing it and make me a fruity mocktail cocktail like something sweet just like let them know kind of what your preference is and you, they're happy to do that and usually like I feel like you know if they're a good bartender then it's kind of fun for them to be able to um just get creative with it um so yeah so don't be afraid to just kind of ask for what you want either um next question how many mugs do you have this question makes me very happy because my mugs bring me so much joy. I am a sucker for a cute mug. If you follow me on Instagram, if you watch my my stories on Instagram I post my coffee mug every single morning and nothing makes me happier than knowing that (laughs) you all like like it as much as I do whenever I get a message that they like whenever someone compliments my mugs it just like it brings me so much joy um to answer your question how many mugs do I have it's simultaneously too many but never enough because I'm running out of cupboard space but I can't resist I'm I'm getting the itch lately to buy a new (laughs) one again um but I will say that happiest sober mugs from me are absolutely in the works right now um that's been on my list for a very long time and it's something that I hope to have um available soon is to make some some of my own little sobriety mugs so stay tuned for that because I'm super excited about it um okay was there a specific moment that inspired you to become sober so this is really interesting because the day that I decided to get sober was after the most uneventful night of drinking. Um, so this was, I think, early September 2020. Um, and I had had one of my best friends over to my place. We sat in the backyard and... Because socially, (laughs) we were socially distancing and we just drank in my backyard. Um, I like for sure got too drunk, but it was uneventful. Nothing went wrong. We had a nice night together. I woke up in the morning. I was on my couch, TV going, lights on, had just passed out as per usual. And I had a text from her saying, thank you so much for such a lovely night. I love you. So I had absolutely no reason to like based on that text, no reason to feel anxious. But as always, I did. I felt so incredibly low. I felt anxious. I felt shame. I felt just everything that alcohol always made me feel the next day. And I don't know why it was that day because there were plenty of days where I did embarrass myself or I did say something I regretted. Um, and that wasn't it. It was for some reason this morning. It was just this crystal clear moment. I had been I had been lurking sober Instagram I had been toying with it up until then but that morning was just this moment of clarity where I just was like I cannot keep feeling this way. Um and yeah, I don't I, my mom has interesting insights into this one because she thinks that she said to me once that like it's almost like if you're anxious after a night of drinking because of something that happened, you can blame your feelings on like the event whereas when nothing went wrong like in this situation there's nothing you can blame it on except for the alcohol right so I think I don't don't know I don't know why it was that day but I just really reached my enough is enough moment where I call it sort of like an emotional bottom like I heard someone say in a meeting one time rock bottom can be an emotion Um, and that really resonates with me because for me that's what it was I just hit this bottom of like I can't keep feeling this way Um, and that was when I decided to get sober Uh, but I that wasn't the day I got sober I set myself an end date it was a few weeks away from my sister's 30th birthday I said after her birthday I'm gonna start getting sober and for her birthday we went away to um Niagara on the lake um and did a winery tour and I was biking around this winery thinking to myself this is my farewell tour to wine and um the next day we left and that was my first day one and I started reading this naked mind by Annie Grace that day um and that was the first the first attempt um of, of a few that then eventually stuck um, but yeah I, I will never know why that was the day uh, that I made the decision but I'll forever be grateful that it was um, okay next question how to deal with alcohol being everywhere I just moved to Florida and I can't go out without seeing booze Oh my gosh, this is valid. It's true. It does sometimes feel like alcohol is everywhere. And this is maybe a frustrating answer, but I do think that it really does get easier. Um, I think the thing that I find helpful is that watching other people drink can always be an excuse to feel grateful for being sober. So maybe booze is everywhere, but if, you know since booze is everywhere that means that oftentimes we see other people really drunk and we see you know it, like it's it's it is a reminder as much as it can be hard especially if you're just you know walking down the street and you see people on a patio drinking beers or wine or whatever yes that that can bring up those like triggering feelings cuz that like image is sort of our romanticized idea of it right but if you're really watching as the night goes on it's like you get to watch the tape play forward you get to watch people get drunk and maybe you know slur their words or stumble or do and say embarrassing things that you know they're gonna regret tomorrow and that's just always an excuse to um feel grateful for being sober and to 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 just remember to really remember that like you might be seeing booze everywhere but don't let yourself get caught up in like your romanticized idea of what that is like always follow the thought through and know that like okay the idea of this looks fun but what was the truth of it Um, always just kind of coming back to that and I think the other thing too is that like yes booze is everywhere but that is even more of an excuse to celebrate ourselves for what we're doing like we're going against the status quo it's sort of like a rebellious little act that we're, we're not doing what everyone else is doing. And so we can almost flip the narrative of like, yeah, booze is everywhere. So look at me, look what I'm doing. This is so freaking cool and brave of me that, I'm making this decision and this change in my life, despite the fact that it feels like it's everywhere. um, You know, that is an excuse to feel even more proud of yourself and to celebrate yourself for that. Um, So I think it does get easier with time, but I think it's just helpful to catch those little thoughts. So like you're, you feel like you're seeing booze everywhere. Okay, I can notice that I'm feeling that way, but then I can remind myself the truth of it. And I can use that as an excuse to feel even more proud of myself for the fact that I'm doing something different. Okay, next question. How can I be a supportive spouse to a newly sober husband? First of all, I think that the fact that you are here, you're in this community, and you're asking this question to be a support for your spouse um, tells me that you already are. I think that's so, so amazing um, that you're like showing up in this way and that you want to be able to support your husband. Um, I think that everyone is different in how they feel supported and how they want support to be shown to them so I think even like asking this question to your husband and saying like I really want to support you what are things I could do that would make you feel supported Um, and of course I I meant to put a disclaimer on this question that like I'm single so (laughs) I'm and I've never been in that situation Um, I was single when I got sober Uh, and I've never been with anyone um, who is newly sober so I can only speak from my own perspective as someone who has gotten sober so I can tell you from my perspective that if I had a partner while I was getting sober a few things that would make me feel supported um, but that's coming from me and obviously everyone's going to be different but when I think of how I would want support to be shown to me milestones are a very big deal so for me even just from the people in my life from my mom and my sisters and my friends like for me it meant so much to me when my milestones were acknowledged and celebrated so to like put in your calendar what his sober date is and like mark it every month and then acknowledge it to him like to like congratulate him or even like get him a little something um that always made me feel very very supported um and another thing that always made me feel supported too is um when people were inclusive in terms of like drinks so stocking up if he has a favorite alcohol-free drink stocking up on that alcohol-free drink like little things like that are a really big deal um to make people feel included for sure um and, and I think also just getting clear on boundaries. So he's newly sober, maybe checking in like I, I'm I'm not sure if you are a drinker, but if you are checking in on how he feels about it, would he be more comfortable if you didn't drink around him in the very beginning, if he's comfortable with alcohol being in the house or not? Um, I think just kind of like checking in on on those sorts of boundaries. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said in the beginning, I think the fact that you're even here asking this question tells me that you are that you are supportive towards him. And yeah, I think it's just lots of little things um, you can do to A, make him feel included, supported, and also to celebrate it. I think that's the big thing too, is like the way that you talk about it, it doesn't have to be this heavy hard thing not to say it's not hard but um to talk about it as if it's a good thing not to treat it like a loss that he's not drinking um but to really celebrate that it is a positive thing that he's doing so to like to to kind of like treat it in a celebratory way that's something that I for sure um would have appreciated but again that's me (laughs) um okay Next question: Dealing with a spouse who refuses to quit drinking in front of you when you're sober. So again, firstly, um, I haven't been in that situation, so I can I can't speak from experience. So I can try to give my two cents to the best of my ability. Um, but I, I'm I'm sorry to hear that you're going through that. I that that must be really really difficult. So I I absolutely. Um, I'm sending you tons of love in, uh, in being in that, in that situation. Um, this is where I think that we have to really step into our power because at the end of the day, you can't control what your spouse is going to do. So if your partner is going to refuse to quit drinking in front of you, you can't control them. So you can't stop that from happening. What you can control is what you're going to do in response to it and that's setting a boundary right so you can't control that they're not gonna drink in the house but you can control what you're gonna do in response when they drink so you can decide okay this is a boundary I'm setting I don't want to be around drinking if you're gonna drink I'm gonna get up and leave the room you know, it's just like stepping into your own power. Like, how do I want to react? What's my boundary gonna be? Um, so I think, just yeah, really, really setting that. Like, if, if you're gonna do it, I, I can't, I can't stop you. I can't control it. But then I'm in, I'm in control of my own actions and response. So I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna go do this. Um, that's a way I think of kind of taking your power back in the situation. And as time goes on, you can. Um, you can decide what feels what feels right for you and to just really, really have your own back. Like put your own needs first right now. If you don't feel that support from your partner, then give that support to yourself and like put your needs first and do what you have to do to protect your sobriety and to take care of yourself. Um, that should be your number one priority, because that's because your partner, your partner's making what they want to do their priority right now, as far as alcohol goes, right? Um, so to to make your sobriety your first priority, um, and to put your needs first, regardless of how that might make them feel, um, that is definitely just kind of self care at its finest. So I'm I'm sorry to hear that you're dealing with that, because I I imagine that must be really really tough. Um, So sending you tons of love. Okay, I have a couple questions left here. Oh, man. Okay. (laughs) Someone asked top three most embarrassing drunk moments. Here we go. I I mean, oh, God, I could list so many just funny little ones. At one time, I was standing in a bar line in the snow in the winter on New Year's I was standing still I was not walking and out of nowhere my feet just went out from under me and I just fell on my back and I blamed my boyfriend at the time for not catching me (laughs) and I was mad at him because in my mind it was his fault for not catching me Um, another one is I was waitressing at um, a restaurant while I was living in Australia And I hated working there. And it was my very last shift before I was moving to another place. So I got I pre-drank and got drunk before my shift. And I had to wear a white button-down shirt. And when I showed up, I was on drink duty of just like running drinks. So I went to pick up my first tray of drinks and dropped it all down my white shirt on the very first try. Um, So those are just kind of like – funny, funny ones that come to mind that I can laugh about. Um, But my top embarrassing drunk moment, like the one that kind of just makes me shudder the most and cringe to think about is um, it's from while I was living in Australia, which is when... A lot of my drunk embarrassing moments are because I was a little bit of a mess while I lived there. But basically, I was bartending while I was there. And at one point, I started like secretly hooking up with one of my managers at the bar that I worked at. And long story short, it did not turn out very well. And a little bit later, we had this staff party. And I got so, so wasted. And I ended up like getting in kind of a fight with him there. And then I ended up just telling anybody who would listen about everything that had happened and I was pissed and I was ranting and I just made like a total scene Um, and I was so, so mortified the next day because it was just so out of character for me it's something that sober me absolutely never would have done um so yeah that's that that was a situation that I definitely carried some shame about for a while um so that would that would definitely have to be my top embarrassing (laughs) drunk moment last question giving sober advice when you still struggle some days I'm a pro some days I feel like day one Okay, so I think that I really like this question because I think it's important to talk about the fact that like it's okay to still struggle no matter how far you are into it. Um, And I think regardless, no matter how far you are, if you have like to someone who's on day one, if you're day, you know, 30, you know, any day past day one, then you have something valuable to offer that person. Um, But I think the biggest thing is like, Sometimes I even get caught up if I have like a challenging moment or a hard day to think like oh I shouldn't still struggle I'm this far along and I actually think that it is helpful to share with people when you still struggle because if we feel like I only have value to someone I can only give advice to them if I have this whole thing figured out I think that first of all that's not true Um, but I also think that if we don't share our hard days and our hard moments, then other people who also are struggling are going to feel more alone. So if I think that it's really valuable if you're having a challenging moment and then you work through it to share like, oh my God, I struggled today. I felt this way. I had this thought. Um, That's going to make somebody else feel more seen if they have had the same thought because if we only share our wins and our good moments, then someone who maybe has the same amount of time as us and still struggles... Is gonna be a lot more likely to compare themselves and think, like, oh my God, th- you know, they're this far and they're doing great. Whereas I'm still having this hard moment, so I think that there's a lot of power in sharing our struggles. It helps people know that they're not alone. Um, we're all human, and it it doesn't take away from any of our progress to still have hard days. It it all it means is that we're human. So yeah, I think that there's a lot of value in sharing the struggles because it shows people that they're not alone and that you can you can still have a hard day no matter how far you are into it, and that we can we can do hard things. We can survive the hard days. Um, I think there's a lot more value in that than in trying to you know and then in trying to be a pro Um, we're all just human and yeah we're all in it together and I think that that's that's even more helpful sometimes. So that is all the questions for today. I hope you liked this Q&A style episode. I had a lot of fun doing it and I definitely love to do more of these in the future. If you enjoyed the episode, then feel free to share it with a friend or share it on social media. If you're enjoying the podcast so far, then please feel free to rate it or even leave a review. Um, It helps me out so much. So I'd appreciate you forever for it. Um, And hit the follow button to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. You can also subscribe to my weekly newsletter at happiestsober.com and if you're looking for more support in your sober journey you can join my community the happiest sober hub we meet twice every week on zoom and we also have a private facebook group that we chat in it's such an incredible community and i love it so much so i would love to have you in it as well um, follow me on instagram at happiest sober and remember that new episodes come out every tuesday so i will chat with you next week i hope you have an amazing week remember that life's happiest when you're sober bye